This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. To listen to the rest of our shows, please visit seekershub.fm. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass. This is, these words are meant in the spirit of Nasiha, and that Nasiha is due to all creation. It's due to the common person, but also to the leader, as we know from the hadith of the Prophet. I'm intending with these words to remind myself and to remind those who are senior to me in knowledge and in rank and understanding. Just very briefly, A righteous scholar is defined by the ulama that a, a Sufi عَالِمٌ عَمِلَ بِعِلْمِهِ فَأَوْرَثَهُ اللَّهُ عِلْمَ مَا لَمْ يَعْلَمْ That a true righteous scholar who by the standards of the scholar would be considered a Sufi. Right? Because we have Sufis and then we have what one of our very respected scholars in North America in Andesian they call the Goofy. Right? We all know, you know, uh, are not the, the real thing, right? So, a true Sufi, the ulama say a Sufi, is a person of knowledge who acted upon their knowledge. So Allah granted them knowledge of what they knew not. And as people of knowledge, as people of da'wah, there's much to reflect upon in this definition of who is a righteous scholar, who is a righteous scholar for Allah subhanahu wa The first part is being a alim, being a person of knowledge. We are in time, every time has its challenges, right? And in our time, Particularly if you find yourself in places like the city, Johannesburg, we have many Muslims who are educated Muslims, etc. Um, in a worldly sense, they have many questions regarding life, regarding religion. Many of them may be polite with us. The Mawlana this, the Mawlana this, Azrazji this, that, all the other. But they have all kinds of questions and they have all kinds of doubts. Right? I just wanted to share three nasihas. The first has to do with ilm, which is that in our times we need to remain connected to ilm, whether we are of the people of knowledge or the people of da'wah, because, because people have questions about the deed. People have confusion. People have doubts and misgivings. We can sit and complain that look, people have disrespect, people have this, people have that. But we have a responsibility, which is that we need to take the amana of this prophetic inheritance, this gift from Allah and to remain connected, that yes, you may be busy as as a scholar, as an imam, as a da'i, as someone serving the community, but you need to be connected 
with that ilm. Why? To be able to better fulfill your responsibility. First is to protect yourself. Many of us may not admit, but we are aware of people who are ulama, who are people of the da'wah, who doubt seep into them. Why? Because they disconnect from ilm. They disconnect from their mashayikh. This is the first thing. Keep that connection of ilm alive. One of the practical things many of our mashayikh mentioned is that a sign that as a person of knowledge, you are connected to ilm, is that if we ask the question, what are you reading? You should all have, always have at least one thing that you are reading. That you are increasing, nurturing your own connection to this prophetic inheritance, but that is keeping you connected in a manner that enables you to better benefit those whom you are serving in the context you are. So that's the first nasiha. That who is a righteous scholar? Alimun. A person of knowledge who acted on their knowledge, so Allah granted them knowledge of what they knew not. So remain connected to knowledge. Have at least one book that you're always reading. And and what should you read? An awla fal What you need most in the circumstances where Allah has placed you in, where you're serving, the challenges that you're finding. That's the first advice. The second, that, you know, sometimes we complain. It has to do with amal, acting on knowledge. Sometimes we complain, and I've seen this here. I've come many times to Johannesburg, and as, you know, Alan Seaton said, the world doesn't need a second Johannesburg. One is enough. Uh, but Johannesburg is a wonderful place. I have, I have people here who I consider my own family. Um, but, there's many people who just give token respect, but you know they're being very disrespectful. And we can complain that look, they people look down on the ulama, they mock the ulama, they kind of look at us as simpletons or whatever. But we have a responsibility in terms of acting on the inheritance that Allah Subhanahu has blessed us with. That's the aman, right? People didn't have to sit and, sit and listen to the Prophet ﷺ to believe in his message. And he exemplified the message even before the message was revealed to him. He was known as As-Sadiqul Amin before revelation. And we have a responsibility in that regard. Right? That to embody that message ourselves. Right? To embody that message ourselves and to take that very seriously, that are we really ambassadors of the Prophet I visited one of my teachers from, I studied with him in, in Damascus, that he's from Aleppo, a very noble Sayyid, and very distinguished Alim. He said we should all realize that in this, these times, we are all ambassadors of the Prophet that when we are there in the masjid, in the madrasa, in the maktab, when we're out there in the society, when we're out and about, on the streets, wherever we are, are we carrying ourselves, not just in our dress, but in our conduct and character, as ambassadors of the Prophet We know that one of the things with that is that إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ Actions are by their intention. That when we leave home, do we leave home with that intention? That we are bearing the trust to be ambassadors of the Messenger of Allah. 
are we, you know, we are not just ourselves. We are, this is an amana. So, that's something that we all need to take very seriously and to take ourselves to account. And our beloved Prophet said, and the smart person is the one who takes themselves to account and asks for what comes after this life. And the incapable person is the one who just follows their whims, does whatever they feel like. And sadly, sometimes we fall into that. Why are you doing this, Mawlana? Seems like a good idea. Our deen is not about good ideas. It's about the good pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's about the Prophet and his message. So we need to keep that intention renewed. We leave home as ambassadors of the Messenger. So that's the second amal, to be connected with that guidance regularly. The third, and I want it to be very brief, is the act of the hal. The hal. That hal, how is it acquired? It's very easy when we become busy in teaching and in dealing with the community issues and imama and all the different aspects, even in da'wah, that we call others to the good, but we forget ourselves. We forget our own state with Allah. Right? And it's very important to be connected with correcting ourselves. Right? You command others to virtue. And you forget yourself. We don't want to be in that state. And one should always have something related to Tezkiyah, to spiritual purification, that we're connected with. One of the very blessed scholars we have in North America, Imam Majid, who's from a very distinguished Sudanese family, may Allah protect him. I took some of the young students we have as speakers to ask him for advice recently. And he said that whenever I feel my heart getting hard, I go back to two books. And he's probably easily in his late 50s, early 60s. These two books are both books by Imam al-Ghazali. The first is, Ayyuh al-Walad. It's a small little treatise. And I've heard from many of the Nashayeh that this is something that, and literally, if you're used to reading, you can read it in a couple of hours. But things like that to always remind ourselves but not just to read it, so I, okay, I'm going to do a dance on it. But so that I'm going to take a dance from it. Right? The first is Ayyuh al-Walad. The other is Bidayat al-Hidayah. One of the most deceptively simple books in our deen. It's a small little book. That what is the beginning of the path of guidance? But you can't reach the end of the path of guidance, Imam Hazari says, unless you take care of the beginning. Right? And this is something that we should books like that we should be connected with why to remind ourselves and of course we should incorporate some of these teachings in our own public reminders whether we're giving a khutbah etc to bring the meanings of the likes of Qiyam al-Ghazali but intending ourselves first one of the great daddies of the 20th century in Damascus was one of the great righteous ulama Sheikh Ali Dakhar and he's probably one of the first biographies in Reliance of the Traveler, if you see it. You can see a biography of him there. He used to give fiery khutbahs. And in this early part of the 20th century, people used to cry and repent and 
You don't really be moved. But his khutbah used to be firm. He used to tell people, Ya man a'radha an rabbihi, O you who have turned away from your Lord. Ya man khatala an dini, O you who are heedless of your religion. Ya man sadaqa an rabbihi. It would be like really hard. And the people would be affected, they would repent and return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at his hand. One of the students went back to his hometown. They asked him to give khutbah. So he started doing the same thing. Within two minutes, they dragged him down from the limbo and they beat him up. So who are you calling a fasting? Who are you? And they kicked So he went back to Damascus, to Sheikh Ali Zakat. And he's all wounded and injured. He even had wounds on his face. He said, so the Sheikh asked him, what happened? He said, say, he's asked me to give khutbah. I said exactly what you said. But people cry and repent when they hear your words. When I said it, they got mad at me and they beat me up. So Shaykh Ali Zakar, he says, My son, when I address people, and I say, Oh, you who turn away from Allah, I'm addressing myself. I place myself in front of myself. And I'm addressing myself. When I tell them, Oh, you who have forgotten the command of your Lord, I'm not putting anyone down. I'm talking to my own nafs. Telling it to return to Allah. And because I am being true to Allah in my words, then people are affected. Okay? And that is the kind of righteous scholar that we should all strive to be. A person of knowledge. So we deepen our connection to knowledge to be able to benefit and benefit others. Who acts upon their knowledge. So we strive to be exemplars of the knowledge we embody. Bequeath them knowledge of what they know not. So we always work on correcting ourselves. And one of the great books that many of you might not be aware of from the tradition of Sayyid Habib Umar, and it's a gem, and it's available both in Arabic and it's been beautifully translated to English, is a work called Risalat al Mu'awana, the Book of Assistance. This is a book that I would remind myself and remind each of you is an amazing book. Really, if you want the most useful summary of the Ihyat al Ghazali, many of the ulama say it is this book, the Book of Assistance, Risalat al Mu'awana. Each chapter is just a page or two, and it's direct advice. I was given responsibility to teach several chapters of the Ihyat over the last year, and many of the most tricky parts of the Ihyat, this place in the Ihyat al Ghazali pauses, and he makes Dua before starting an investigation. And as well as the Messiah said, Imam Ghazali might not be able to summarize his own words like Imam Haddad did. So it's an amazing work. You will benefit from it from the Book of Assistance or the Arabic which is available and he said that to Mu'awana. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of the ulama of salihin of those who gain knowledge, who act upon their knowledge with sincerity, so Allah grants the knowledge of what they not, know not. This is meant to be a reminder for myself, first and foremost. There are many here who are far more senior to me in knowledge and in station and rank. Allah enable us to benefit from this great luminary who is in our midst, Habibullah bin Hafiz. Many of you may not appreciate the degree of service that this man engages in. Um, if someone could just describe where he's been in the last few weeks and where he's going while running a 
you know, one of the best madrasas in the world, without exaggeration, and the global impact he had as travel. You travel to any land, you go to Indonesia, and you look like everyone's a student of Abiy Omar. You go to other lands, it's an incredible effort, and you look at his writings, you think he's just sitting at home writing. Right? And there's an incredible benefit to be gained to make the most of this opportunity here. The Risalat al Muamala is available here. Dar al Surah al Islami sells the book. It's available both the English, the Arabic, but let the Arabs, it's going to be seen on the PDF. If you look at Risalat al Muamala PDF, it's available online, but until you get a physical copy, the PDF works as well. And there's permission from the publisher. As long as you don't reprint it in your own name, they allow it to be online. Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast. Our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate.